what is grinding peeps what is grinding it's valerie here and we're reading clear your clutter with feng shui so now we're into part three and really get into the nitty-gritty of things and it's chapter 16 how to clear your clutter so not talking about the clutter and types of clutter but how to clear it now so here are three tried and tested ways to deal with your clutter number one the let nature take its course method also knowing at also known as the abdicating decision-making technique. Put it in a place where it will disintegrate to such a point that you no longer want to keep it. One man I met who was on a holiday in Bali confided, I clear out a lot of my of clutter and put the rest in an outdoor shed. I am hoping that by the time I get home, it will be so mildewed I will have to chuck it out. Wow. I don't know if that method is a good one. But anyway, number two, the wait until you die and let your relatives sort it out method. <laughs> this has been a great favourite throughout the centuries. You can even draw up a will telling people exactly what to do with it all. So number three, take responsibility for the stuff and clear it yourself. This is the method I recommend. It is far more empowering, have much better karma and allows you to get on with your life immediately instead of waiting for you or your clutter to expire. So getting started. Without doubt, the hardest part is actually overcoming your inertia enough to get started. Once you have begun, the process itself releases more energy to enable you to continue. All the stagnant energy that is locked up in the clutter gets released for you to use in more positive ways. And the more you clear clutter, the easier it becomes because you know how good it feels after you have done it. And you know the positive benefits which follow. My general rule of thumb is that if I was moving home tomorrow and I would end up with more than one or two rubbish bags full of stuff to throw away... I've got some sorting to do right now. I live like this because my life works so much better. It is not a discipline I have to practice. It just makes so much sense to me that I wouldn't want to live any other way. And it isn't something I am fanatical about. I just put a bit of time in, in on a regular basis so that everything stays manageable. So here are some pointers to get you started on the great clutter clear out. Doing it fast or slow. People have different amounts and types of clutter, not to mention different levels of willingness to let it go. I find that everyone approaches clutter clearing in one of two ways. One type of person will read this book, cancel all appointments and ninja through their house like a white tornado, decluttering with glee. The other type does it in stages. I'm the stages type of person. I do a little bit every day. So anyway, if you need more time, just accept that you do. It may be that you are too busy, too stressed or just too overwhelmed by the sheer amount of clutter. Just progress at your own speed, whatever that may be, and do a bit at a time as you feel able. However, bear in mind the following. If you are if you are busy, remember you do somehow find the time to achieve the clutter so you can make time to get rid of it. If you are stressed, know that clutter clearing is one of the best therapies there is for worry, stress and anxiety. 
if you feel overwhelmed you won't be if you follow these easy steps which have already helped thousands of people lighten their load including many who are far more entrenched clutterholics than you the best time to clear clutter clutter <clears throat> any time is a good time since most clutter clearing is done indoors you can do it day or night any time of the year come rain or come shine however if you happen to be reading this book in spring this will get you off to a good start there is a natural instinct to have a good clearer at the time of the year when there is new growth and emergent in nature if you live in a part of the world where there are only two seasons wet or dry rather than four you will find it easier to have a clearer at the beginning of either the, these periods another good time is just after you get back from a holiday you have a different perspective at these times and it becomes easier to make decisions about what you realistically need to keep the same is true when you move home, recover from an illness, start a new job, a new relationship or a new era of your life in some other way. But don't make waiting for one of this, one of the above to happen an excuse for not beginning. I repeat, any time is a good time. Most people find that they have favourite times of the day for the clear, cluttering, clearer, clutter clearing. Mine's is in the morning. <laughs> I get up and I look around and think, what can I get rid of today? And then I pull the box out and I make sure it's sitting in a prominent place or whatever I'm going to clear, clutter, sort through. I put it in a prominent place so I, I will keep looking at it until it drives me mad. Anyway, that's my way of doing it. So mine's is, mine's is first thing in the morning. See, there you go. I'm a morning person to do these things because that's when I have my energy. So discover when you are at your most dis decisive and do your clearing then. I generally recommend at least one major review of clutter every year. And if you really want your life to work well, then it needs to be under constant review. Clear the bulk of it first and then keep it manageable ever after. So space clearing to help clutter clearing. It is intended that the information in this book will be so would so motivate you to clear your clutter that it will be all you need. However, if you have read my first book or would like to go deeper into feng shui, it may be useful for you to know that doing a full space clearing ceremony will help you enormously to get rid of or on clearing the clutter. See the 21 steps to basic space clearing on page 184. We'll go through that. But anyway, because <laughs> we're only on 129. But it, it is ideal for you. It is ideal for you if you can do this clutter clearing first. But if you have serious amounts of work to do in this department, just skip this part of the space clearing preparation and do the rest of the ceremony straight away just to get the energy in the space moving. Later, after you have cleared the clutter, you can do a space clearing ceremony again to re-consequate the space. So, handling your thoughts and emotions. This book is not telling you that you should do this or should do that, but it is. it explains how keeping clutter can affect you so that you can make your own informed choices about it from here on in. Should it should is one of the most disempowering words there is. When you use it, you feel guilty and obligated. My advice is to dump the word from your vocabulary forever and use the word could instead. Feel the difference. I should start clearing my clutter today or I could start clearing my clutter today. Could empowers you, gives you choices 
and later allows you to take the credit for a job well done. Should depresses you, makes you feel at fault and brings you little joy on completion of the task. I suggest you also dump can't and substitute won't. Then you'll really make some progress again. Feel the difference. I can't decide whether to keep this or let it go. Or I won't decide whether to keep this or let it go. In the can't example, you you are helpless and helpless. In the won't example, you are expressing your decision as, as a being of free choice. And if you then ask yourself why you won't let it go, you will discover it comes down to some subconscious block you never realised you had. I won't decide whether to keep this or let it go because it brings up all the feelings to do with my mother, father, spouse and so on. Well, there's a there's still work for you to do, but at least you are being honest now. So make a list. First, take a tour of your home with a notepad and pen in hand, noting down the clutter zones in each area. If you are not a if you are not at home or are lazy, just close your eyes and visualize your walking your visualize yourself walking from room to room you will find you know exactly where your clutter is then take another piece of paper and rewrite the list beginning with smaller clutter zones at the top and working your way down to monster mounds examples of smaller zones are behind doors individual drawers the bathroom cabinets small cupboards handbags briefcases toolboxes Middle-sized zones are wardrobes, kitchen cupboards, linen cupboards, desks, filing cabinets and so on. Large zones are junk rooms, cellars, attics, garden sheds, garages and any clutter-filled spaces that are clearly going to take a while to conquer. Now put, on, put an asterisk beside the zones that irritate you the most. These are the ones to begin with, starting from small to large. Get some small successes under your belt first and then you will be inspired and encouraged to tackle the bigger areas later. And when you feel how good it feels to tackle the clutter zones that really bug you, you'll be more motivated to wade into those bastions where you wish the clutter would just melt away of its own accord. So motivating yourself. Another strong motivator is the use of the Feng Shui Banjia. See chapter 8. To check which areas of your life you have been stagnating by piling junks in the area of your home. Most people are amazed to discover how accurate this system is. Then give some thought to how you would like these aspects of your life to be in the future. Bearing this in mind really helps to get started and keep us at it, keep us at it until the job is done. So, final preparation. By now, you will have some idea how much clutter you are intending to clear, so you must create some means of getting it off the premises. Unless you have already decided to off order a skip and go for it big time, then simply get some cardboard boxes and or dustbins, red bags as at the ready. These will be your little army helpers. If you decide to use boxes, the basic the basic four you will need are as follows a rubbish box for out and out junk destined for the rubbish tip a repairs box for items which need repairing altering renovating etc only put in these things you are sure you want and need and set yourself a time limit for getting them repaired a recycling box 
for things to be recycled, sold, exchanged, given to someone else, etc. Release these them back into the world so that someone else can use them. A transit box for things which are on their way to somewhere else in your home, to another room or to a space which hasn't yet been created for them because you need to clear the clutter there first. Until you gain experience at this, you will probably also need a fifth box, a dilemma box, for things you are still in a bit of a diver about, whether to keep it or let it go of it. As the job progresses, you may also feel the need to create subdivisions of the recycling box, such as a gift box for things you have decided to give to friends or relatives, a charity box for things to be donated to charities, libraries, schools, hospitals, etc. A returns box for things to be given back to the people they belong to. A selling box for things you can sell or exchange for something you want. And boxes for each type of things to be recycled, paper boxes, etc. So, the great clutter clear begins. Begin small. Choose one small area to clear first. A drawer or a small cupboard is ideal. Give yourself the satisfaction of crossing it off your list when you have done it. Most people find they feel pretty good about doing one area, so they decide to do another and maybe another. Each small area you clear releases energy for you to do more. Take it at your own pace, doing as much as you feel inspired to do at any one time. This may take you a few hours, <clears throat> a few days, a few weeks or a few months, depending on how much you have to clear and how gung-ho you are to clear it. Remember, the speed at which the positive changes will appear in your life is relative to the gusto and decisiveness with which you cleared your clutter is cleared. So, larger areas. <clears throat> When you have tackled some of the small areas, start on the middle-sized ones and finally the largest ones, but still break each area down into bite-sized manageable chunks. Decide cupboards in, divide cupboards into separate sections and rooms into separate areas. You can work through your entire home in this way and gain confidence as you go. Sorting through stuff. When you are starting sorting through things, do not create a pile of objects with with the attention of deciding later where they will go. Pick up each object in turn and make a decision about it there and then. Does it stay or does it go? If it goes, put it in the rubbish box on the relevant recycling box. If it stays, but it's in need of attention, put it in the repairs box for all the remaining items. Decide where they are going to live and go and put them there straight away or put them in the transit box. The transit box is usually the safer option because then there is less risk of you getting sidetracked on your travels. Towards the end of each clutter clearing session you do, take your transit box on a walkabout around your home and relocate its contents in the places you have decided each item will live. If any of these places are already filled because you haven't cleared clutter then yet, the item will need to stay in the transit box for a while, which is not ideal, but maybe the best you can do. Make this whole process funny to yourself. Decide now that everything that takes up space in your home has to have a valid purpose for being there. Ask yourself, does it pass the clutter test? So here's the clutter test. One, does it lift my energy when I think about it or look at it? Two, 
Do I absolutely love it? Three, is it generally useful? If the answer is no, not a resounding yes to question one and an equally resounding yes to either question two and three, then what is it doing in your life? <laughs> so number one, does it lift my energy when I think about it or look at it? Recognising whether you feel energised or not is the most reliable part of the clutter test. Your mind can fool around with you and invent all kinds of excuses so that so that you get to hang on to stuff, but your body knows the truth and never lies. Trust the feeling in your body. Number two, do I absolutely love it? If so, does it really inspire me or is it just nice? Do I already have enough of this type of item for my needs? In spite of how much I love it, does it also have sad associations in my life? So number three, is it generally useful? If so, when did I actually last use it? When realistically am I likely to use it again? So, it's safe to let it go. Affirm to yourself as you sort through your things, it's safe to let it go. Clearing clutter is about letting go and trusting the process of life to bring you what you need when you need it. Anything you are keeping just in case, you are keeping through fear. If you have a lot of clutter, you may need to go through it several times before you feel ready to let it go of some things. Some cases, it may take a whole year or more before you finally admit to yourself that it still hasn't come in useful for anything. There are no wrong choices. Like learning anything else in the world, clutter clearing is a skill which you can develop. You can think of yourself as needing to build your clutter clearing muscle. The more of it you do, the more proficient you become and the easier it gets. But when you first begin, you can feel like a clutter clearing weakling. Many people put off having a clear up because they worry so much that they will get rid of something and really regret it later. After you have been doing it for a while, you will come to realise that there was no worry, wrong choices either. Even if you regret throwing something away, you can trust that for some reason your higher self led you to make that decision. And in time, you can come to know why it was best for it to happen. I actually believe this applies not just to clutter, but to anything in your life. Every choice you make is a right choice. What is really important is not the choice, but the reason why you made it. Any choice made from fear is a dispowering choice. So, the dilemma box. While you are learning the knack of making more empowering choices, you may need to use a dilemma box. When you come across things which you, really, you know really do constitute clutter, but in your heart you do not feel ready to part with that yet, Put them in a dilemma box and then stash the box away in the deepest, darkest recesses of one of your cupboards. Make a note in your diary as a future day in one month, six months, whatever feels appropriate to you, to check on the box. Try to remember what is in it before you open it. The chances are you will have forgotten, in which case it rather proves the point that you don't really need any of these things. Your life has gone on perfectly well without them. You could even do a deal with yourself. Anything you can remember and still feel you have a genuine use for, you will keep. Anything else goes, gets the shove. 
If this feels too extreme for you, then just open the box and seriously review the contents again, bearing in mind that you haven't needed any of them for the entire time they were in storage. One woman was so worried that she might regret getting rid of something that she bagged it up all in the three large dustbin bags and swept and slept with them in her bedroom for the three nights. She figured that if there was anything in there that she would miss, she would have been out of bed in the middle of the night rummaging through the bags to retrieve it. But she slept peacefully every night and on the fourth morning she happily dumped the lot and didn't miss a thing. So tidying. If your clutter is more of the messy variety rather than things which need sorting and chucking, Here's a very good way to get the momentum going to help you tidy your home and keep it that way. Start in one corner of the room. Pick up any object at random that needs to be put away. Let's say it's a t-shirt stunt. Start talking to yourself out loud in a kind of rhythmic chant, describing what you are doing. I'm picking up the t-shirt and I'm walking to the wardrobe. I'm opening the door and I'm hanging it up on a hanger. Then go and get some more items from the same corner. I'm picking up the newspaper and I'm putting it in the bin. I'm picking up the book and I'm putting it on the shelf and so on. All your sentences need to have a similar rhythm and be in two parts. Da, da, dee, da, 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 dee, da, da, da. <laughs> it is that rhythm which carries you along, makes the task enjoyable and fun. Kids love tidying this way. It also means that your mental dialogue is already full, so you don't need to st- need so you don't get stuck in your usual indecisiveness or bogged down in details you just get into the rhythm and go with it you start in one corner and just work your way across the space until it is clear getting clutter off the premises so don't do it all that work and not take the final step of getting off getting it off the premises this is a crucial part of the clutter clearing Rubbish and recycling. Clutter you have decided is rubbish and can be professionally recycled is usually the easiest and quickest to dispose of. Hire a skip to take rubbish away. Load the stuff into a car or van and drive it to the local rubbish tip or recycling centre yourself. Or put it in your in your dustbin for the refuge or recycling service to collect. It feels very satisfying to get it out of your home as soon as you can. So gifting. Gifts to friends, relations, charity shop institutions and other deserving causes generally take longer to dispose of. You may have to wait until you see a particular friend or pass a particular charity shop, school, library, hospital, etc. If you choose this option, set yourself a date, say the end of the month, by which you will have gifted whatever it is is in your relevant recycling box. Or do a deal with yourself that you will consign it to the t- trash heap. Don't misunderstand me. I am wholeheartedly in favour for ex-clutter being given to people who will use and appreciate it. But my experience is that most clutter, most junk designated as gifts just sits in boxes or bags and never makes it out the door. Until you have become experienced at clutter, clutter clearing, it may not be wise to allow yourself the luxury of gifting. Just get rid of it as fast as possible. So, returning things. This can also take a while. You have to contact the people they belong to and request, plead or insist that they take them out of your space. 
set a date a reasonable time hence and if they haven't collected the stuff by then let them know that you will dispose of it in any way you see fit alternatively you may decide to mail or deliver the items back yourself so selling this can take even longer it's generally not a good bet for a first time clutter clearer unless you have a bulk purchaser or decide to have a car book or garage sale an excellent idea so exchanging and bartering this is even more difficult unless you happen to know someone who is looking for exactly what you have and have exactly what you want or you can contact an organization which specializes in exchanges or barters set yourself a deadline and if you haven't found the exchange or barter you want to make by that date Agree to sell it, give it away, trash it or whatever. Repairing, altering and renovating, etc. These can take the longest time of all and are by far the dodgiest bet. The chances are very strong that they will still be unrepaired, unaltered and unrenovated this time next year or in fact this time next decade. Be particularly wary of keeping obscure items you have convinced yourself you will someday transform into something useful and items you are keeping until you have something to go with them to make them useful. Dream on. <laughs> and treat yourself. My whole intention in writing this book has been to make the benefit of clutter clearing so attractive that you will overcome the inertia of keeping it. Adopt the attitude that you will treat yourself to, cl to clearing out your clutter. Later, when you have experienced the benefits, you will want to treat yourself more often. As one woman said to me, I never realised one could get one could get just much pleasure from getting rid of material possessions as from acquiring them in the first place. Remember, you don't need to aim for perfection. Just aim to deal with the clutter that is clogging up your space and then get on with your life. So that was interesting. So I hope that made sense to you because this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm starting in corners and working my way along. Do you know, I'm a tidy person anyway. I think it's a Virgo trait. I'm a tidy person, but I do hoard. And I do have things in boxes and whatever that I should clear and I don't. So I'm doing that process. So, and I feel the energy. I'm going to say it again, people. I'm going to say it again. It may, it releases so much energy. It frees up so much space. It gives you a calmer atmosphere. It helps you to concentrate on other things other than thinking about all the clutter around you. Because, you know, a tidy mind is a tidy space. Anyway, I'm stopping this now. You take care till next time. And tomorrow it's about staying clutter free. So until next time. <laughs>